Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. is a Monday edition of JJ After Dark. It's John Zastrzemski right here on The Fan. And to help us break down this Super Bowl and it looks like a crazy quarterback carousel this offseason, we welcome in the former MVP. I think he's one of the best in the business doing games, Rich Gannon. What's happening, Rich? How you doing? John, it's good to be with you, brother. How are you? Rich, I'm doing fine. Uh, let's start here. Not used to having a blockbuster NFL trade a week before the Super Bowl, but I was buzzing, man, Saturday when I see Matthew Stafford going to the Los Angeles Rams. And I get it. You know, the Rams, they give up first-round picks a ton. They've given up a couple in this trade. They, they've given up Jared Goff. But I think they're getting a massive upgrade here with Stafford. I think Stafford's got something to prove. I think Stafford going to this situation is a really good fit with Sean McVay. What was your take when you saw that trade? Yeah, it was an aggressive trade, and I think you look at the Rams, it's almost like they, I think they looked at what the Buccaneers did, and they put all their cards on the table on a 43-year-old quarterback and Tom Brady, and look where it's, it, look, looks what it led to, you know what I mean? And I think the Rams are thinking the same thing. Hey, Stafford's got a lot more years left in him than Brady. Um, he's a talented quarterback, and he's played on some bad teams in Detroit, and not just bad defensive teams. They've always been historically bad. And Stafford's been there, but even on the offensive side of the ball, they've not been able to run the ball. They've had ch- challenges and problems along the offensive line. They haven't had great playmakers to support them. And, you know, despite that, he's put up big numbers, it seems like, every year. And so I think, you know, you've got aggressive people out there. Les Snead, the general manager, and Sean McVay, I think they think alike. And I think they just felt like this was an opportunity to really, really upgrade the position. I think you, you look at Goff had some serious limitations. I think they still put up a lot of numbers despite the challenges that he had. And I just, I, I just really feel like they felt like Stafford could come in and be the difference maker and put him over the top and, and hopefully help them win a Super Bowl in Los Angeles. Rich, there's a lot of chatter right now in New York surrounding one Deshaun Watson. And listen, you watched him at Clemson. You've seen him the last few years with the Texans. 
The guy's unbelievable. He's a top five quarterback. He put up those numbers on a terrible Texan team. But then you have the Texans coming out over the week and they say, yeah, we're not trading him. What is the sense you get? You think Deshaun Watson is the Texan quarterback next year? I'd be stunned if they let Deshaun Watson walk out the building. You know, John, you bring up a great point. They were the worst run defense in football a year ago. I think they were 31st in rushing offensively. So they couldn't run the ball and they couldn't, they couldn't stop anyone running the ball. And so that, what does that mean? That, that's time of possession, right? So it's not only time of possession, but I think they averaged 56 offensive snaps each game through the first 16 weeks of the season, which was dead last in the league. So you're talking about a guy that put up, you know, obviously MVP-type numbers despite only having 56 plays in a game as opposed to like 65 or 70 like a lot of these other teams. And you traded away his best receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. The receiver position was a mess. Either they suspended receivers, they traded them, uh, they were put on IR. And so, you know, he was playing with a lot of guys that were practice squad players. The tight end position has never been a position of strength. I mentioned they can't run the ball. And the offensive line hasn't hasn't been good enough. And so, uh, you know, he is a really, he's a transformational player. I, I just, they don't come around all that often. He's still very, very young. He continues to get better each year out, each time out. And I would, I think that would be a huge, that'd be a colossal mistake on the part of the Texans to let Deshaun Watson leave via trade. Rich, you spend a lot of time evaluating quarterbacks. Full disclosure, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. I, I think, listen, Tua had an up and down rookie year. There was some good. There was some bad. There's a lot to learn. But, you know, you got people out there basically looking for the referendum after one year, which to me is a little bit of an overreaction. You, you know the position well, and I understand it's changed, and I know, you know, they're asking a lot more out of these young guys coming right into the league. When is the point where Rich Gannon kind of says, you kind of know if you have it or you don't? Well, you bring up a good point. We need to see more of his body of work. I think it's, you know, for a guy that didn't even play the full 16 games and to say, well, we know who he is now, I think that's ridiculous in his, in his rookie year. He's coming off of a serious hip injury. Um, I, I would say this about Tua. I think he's got great anticipation and accuracy. Um, he is a smart player. He takes really good care of the football, even going back to his days at Alabama. He, he doesn't turn the ball over. And when healthy, he can create. You know, he can make plays with his legs. We didn't see as, as much of that uh, this past year with the Dolphins as we did in Alabama prior to the, the injury. But I think he's continuing to get more confident with that uh, with the hip surgery. And this is going to be an important offseason for him. Unfortunately, it's an offseason where he has to learn a new system, right? You're going to bring in a new play caller probably. Obviously, Chan Gailey is no longer there. And for the third straight year, uh, under flow, they've got a, you know, a different play caller. But uh, I think I think this guy has a, a, a has an upside to him. Um, he's smart. He's tough. He's got a lot of the qualities and intangible that you love the position. He's never going to overpower you with his arm. You know, what I mean, he relies on anticipation and accuracy, um, and that's that's what you're going to get. Now, you know, there's a lot of areas where he can get better. I think you know, um, so much of it. I, I think Chan Gill did a really nice job. I think scaling down the package for him really focusing on plays and concepts that he was familiar with and he had a history with, things that he liked. And I think you continue to do that, but you you got to continue to improve at your craft. And that's why we see a big jump usually from year one to year two at young quarterbacks. This is going to be a very important offseason for Tua down there in Miami. We got Rich Gannon, the former MVP, NFL on CBS. He joins us here on the fan. Rich, if I would have told you way back when, 
You're taking on Tom Brady on a snowy day like the one we have here in New York City. And that 20 plus years later, this guy would still be churning. He'd be playing in another Super Bowl. What would the reaction have been for that 2001 version of Rich Gannon? I never would have believed it. You know, he was just kind of such a raw player. You know, he wasn't very strong. Uh, and, you know, that was kind of his, that, that was, that was a turning point really for, I think, for Brady and for that organization. They went on to win a Super Bowl that year, went on to win multiple Super Bowls, and he just continued to get better at his craft. But, you know, he is, he's, you know, the greatest of all time, in my opinion. I mean, you look at what he's accomplished. And, you know, he's won six Super Bowls. The three that he lost, John, you know, he played well enough to be the MVP in those games. The two losses to the Giants and the loss to the Eagles. They, they didn't lose those games because of Tom Brady. And, um, you know, if, if they, in fact, lose the game this weekend, it's not because, in my opinion, it won't be because of Tom Brady. I mean, Brady has done an amazing job, especially leaving an organization where he had success for two decades and going to a different organization with a new system, new players, new play caller, new coaches, and really uh, elevating everybody's performance and play uh, in that organization. And I think that's what makes him so great. He makes other players around him better. And he has taken amazingly good care of himself physically. He takes great care of his arm, his legs. You know, he's, he's TB12 method, and he's into it. He, he puts a lot of time, effort, energy into getting himself ready, not, not, not even just each week, but each offseason. And I think the commitment really shows for a guy that's 43 years of age that's playing as well as he ever has. And then you look on the other side of the field. Nobody's doing it better rich than Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And trying to stop them, good luck. I mean, they got they got Tyreek Hill on the outside. They got Kelsey who's the best tight end. He's a third down monster. What is the game plan for the Buccaneers who played them earlier in the year, fell behind early, scratched and clawed, got back into the ball game, ended up losing by three. Rich, what is the path for Tampa to go and win this game? Because trying to slow down Mahomes, yeah, easier said than done. It is. And, you know, you're talking about, I think, the best quarterback in our game right now. And I think, you know, he's got such great arm talent. Now, he does have the foot, the toe injury and not moving as well. But, you know, he's got two extra weeks now. He'll probably be just just fine. And, and I think that's what you worry about the most. It's the unscripted plays. It's his ability to extend plays when he gets outside the pocket you got to do a really good job setting the edge, keeping him in the pocket, and really forcing, forcing him to get the ball out quicker than, than, than usual. And I think that, you know, the best chance of that is to be able to do it with your four-man rush. You know, if you can rush four and drop seven to coverage, that's your best chance. If you have to bring five and six-man pressures to get to Mahomes, then you expose yourself in the back end to, you know, obviously Tyreek Hill and, and Kelsey and the rest of them. Tyreek Hill had 269 yards and three touchdowns. John, that first game in week 12. I mean, you look at what Mahomes did. He had 462 yards passing. 359 of it came in the first half. I mean, they absolutely blew out the Buccaneers in the first half of that game. So I think that the fact that the Buccaneers have gotten a chance to see it and feel it firsthand will be good. The Buccaneers' defense, in my opinion, has really played some of their best football over the last seven or eight weeks. It, it, it's reminiscent of what the Chiefs' defense did a year ago when they went on, went on to win the Super Bowl. I think you look at Shaq Barrett, the most sacks since the start of 2019. He's got over 30 sacks. JPP, he's never lost in the postseason. He's got two really good linebackers and David and White and, and of course, Dominican Sue up front. So they, they, they can do it, but they're going to have to play well in the back end. You, you just cannot afford to give up the explosive plays against this team. It's the, it's the pass plays of 15 or 20 yards or more that can really cost you in a game like this. 
Rich, final one, I appreciate the time. You know, I loved watching your team play back in the early 2000s with Jerry Rice, with Tim Brown, and, you know, maybe when we were in the schoolyard playing some, you know, tackle football games, we were trying to emulate what you guys were doing. I <laughs> love that Raider offense, and I rooted for you guys. Even though I'm a Dolphin guy, I liked your team. I wanted to see you guys beat the Pats. We know what happened there. Don't get me started with the tuck rule. 20-plus years for that team. Then the next year in the Super Bowl, I've always wondered, I've always wanted to ask you this. You think if John Gruden is coaching your team the following year, you guys win the Super Bowl? I do. And, you know, that was a big loss. Not only, you know, we, we, we gave up, you know, not only the with a really good head coach, but one of the best play callers in all of football. And we had been developing a system there that was, you know, extremely productive and we had a lot of success. And so we, we traded away not only our head coach, but our best, you know, our really our best, you know, our best play caller. And that's, that was a big loss for us. And, and not only that, but we were an older team and, and we didn't play particularly well in, in, in that game, especially early. We got behind and then, you know, we didn't run the ball. We had to throw the ball. We took some chances and we had some turnovers. And, you know, that was a really good Tampa defense. This, this defense that they have now, maybe not as good, but, you know, you look at that defense. I mean, Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, John Lynch. I mean, it, it was, it was littered with, 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 with Hall of Famers. And, uh, you know, Simeon Rice and, and, uh, um, you know, Rondé Barber. I mean, they had a lot of really good players on that defense and, and they were a younger group and they were fast. They were physical and, uh, they created some turnovers and you, you make mistakes in a game like this, John, they're magnified. You know, you're, you're playing against the best coach teams, the best defenses, the best quarterbacks. And when you make a mistake, they're very costly. And we just made too many mistakes in that game. Did you think your team was better than the one that went up to New England or the one that played in that Super Bowl game? I think the one that went to New England was a better team. I really do, and for a number of reasons. And I just think that, um, you know, it is what it is. You know, we, we had some really – you know, that was a team that was really good, and we went up there to New England, and we had that game won, and we just let it slip away at the end. You know, you can look at the, you can look at the play itself, the Chuck Rule play, and, but we had three or four opportunities on offense to, to, to ice them at the end, and we, 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 we missed blocks two plays, and – we had a running back that took the wrong path on a, on a stretch play that would have probably scored. Uh, and intent, instead we, we gained gain a two and we wound up having to punt the ball around midfield and, and, and Brady took the team down the field to, to score and then put the game to overtime. Once the game got to overtime, we never stepped back on the field. I mean, they got the ball, they got the, they won the coin toss and they, they took the ball down the field and kicked the field goal. And that was the end of it. But hey, it is what it is. You know, they took advantage of the opportunities we didn't. And uh, that game will go down as one of the, I suppose, more entertaining games in, in NFL lore. No doubt about it, Rich. Love watching you work on CBS. And, you know, next time I'm out in the schoolyard slinging it, man, I'll be thinking of you in that offense. Oh, I Do love that. that. That Raider offense, man. It was fun to watch, Rich. Thanks for the time, man. Enjoy the right, Super brother. Bowl, all right? Thanks, Bob. Enjoy it. Thank you. There you have it. That's Rich Gannon. Good stuff there. And that's a team that got absolutely screwed many years ago in that Tuck Rule game. And, man, when you look at a snowstorm like the one we have in New York today, brings back a whole lot of memories. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.